0: It's about you, your health, your family, and your community. This is Sunday Morning Magazine with your host, Rodney Lear. And good morning. Hope you're having a blessed weekend. Welcome to another edition of Sunday Morning Magazine. This morning, it's our ninth annual Sunday Morning Magazine with Rodney Lear. Recommended summer reading list show. We have read through hundreds of books and put together what we believe are some of the best books for children in three categories picture books middle school reads and young adult novels not only do we have the best books but we have interviews with the authors of the most talked about books of the year i'm proud to say that three of our guests this morning have won the prestigious newberry award which is the highest honor for children's literature they all are new york times best-selling authors by the way for a complete list of all the amazing books that we selected this year visit our facebook page Like, follow, and share there. Sunday Morning Magazine with Rodney Lear on Facebook. You can even find our list from the past eight years. You can also go to Instagram and Twitter at Rodney Lear on air. We begin our Sunday Morning Magazine with Rodney Lear recommended summer reading list show with our first Newbery winner, Derek Barnes. He is the author of the Newbery honor book, Crown and Ode to the Fresh Cut. His new book, Queen of Kindergarten is one of the eight books we selected in our picture book category. It's my pleasure to welcome Derek Barnes to Sunday Morning Magazine. Good morning, Derek. How are you? I'm doing great, Ronnie, man. Thanks for having me, brother. It is my pleasure. Now, you are fresh off the Essence Music Festival. What was that experience like for you?
1: You know, I, I had always, I think I've gone to the Essence Fest like maybe three times. We actually lived in New Orleans for like three years. So, This was my first time being there as an author, and I really didn't know, you know, what to expect. You know, it's a big family reunion type of atmosphere. There's a lot of celebrities walking around, and and people really go down there just to party and and kick it. So I wasn't really sure if they would come into the bookstore and, Mm -hmm. and, 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 and come and look for children's books, but... I had a, a huge line waiting on me, you know, when I got there. It was nothing but love, man. Wow. I, it was great atmosphere. I look forward to going back, hopefully.
0: All right, good. Now, let me ask you this. Now, I understand you began your career with Hallmark, and you broke yes, barriers sir. there. Um, tell me about what you did at Hallmark.
1: Yes, sir. I, well, I graduated from Jackson State University, uh, HBCU in Jackson, Mississippi. In 1999, and my, I graduated in May of 99. In August, I was hired at Hallmark Cards in Kansas City, Missouri, as the first Black man uh, hired as a copywriter. Which means, pretty much, I wrote poetry for a living. I wrote <laughs> all the <laughs> I wrote all the text that goes into the greeting cards. I mean, I, I've been I have been writing all my life. I started writing at age of ten. Uh, I wrote for the uh, Jackson State newspaper, which is one of the things that actually helped me to get the job uh, you know when i turned in my portfolio and my you know my resume i already had writing samples ready so it was like being in graduate school being you know surrounded by so many creative and uh, talented people man that was just a very important portion of my creative and my personal life
0: okay and so what was it like creating those um those cards and are some of those cards still in publication some of the the yep. wording
1: yes they are um for pretty much every line, you know, Christmas, Valentine's Day, I obviously I wrote for the wrote for the mahogany line, which is, you know, geared towards African Americans, but I think the cards that sold the best were a line called Between You and Me. I don't, I don't even know if they make those anymore. If they do, I have a ton of those cards and it's pretty much just long, you know, love letter type formats and I learned a lot about, edit, you know, editing my work there. I learned a lot about finding my voice there. Again, it was just a, a, an extremely important part of my writing career, working at Hallmark Cards.
0: All right. Now, so I understand that uh, now last year we had your buddy Gordon C. James on the show, and I think he said something about you guys worked at Hallmark together at one point. Is that right? or?
1: Yeah, he was, uh, you know, I came from an HBCU, which is predominantly black, to a corporate environment, which was, you know, predominantly white. So I remember my first week there, and I I was walking through the hallways, and I saw him. I said, man, hey, I have another one here. All right. <laughs> so he, and I, he and I connected immediately, man. I've, I've been I've been knowing Gordon for over 21 years now. He was a very good brother, man, extremely, extremely talented. We've had success with uh, two books, Crown and Ode to the Fresh Cut, I'm Every Good Thing, and we're contracted to do two more books together. So I'm I'm looking forward to that.
0: All right. There you go. That's awesome. So let me ask you this now. So many of your books feature strong African-American males, and I'm sure that's very intentional. Why is that so important for you as an author?
1: There's a few reasons. You know, when I first got into the industry, it was like 2004. You know, the industry has come a long way, but mm-hmm. back during that time and even before, you know, obviously the only black books, that were, you know, relevant, the ones that were, you know, winning awards were ones that featured, uh, you know, runaway slaves, slavery, uh, black children living you know in poverty, or either sports center type books. Mm-hmm. I just want to break those stereotypes. You know, I have mm-hmm. four amazing sons, man, and, and they have four totally different personalities, mm-hmm. interests, goals, and I want to be able to tell that story of every single black boy, not only in America, but on this Planet. And we all come from different families, and we all have different strengths, weaknesses. And I, I just want to shatter all of the negative stereotypes that um, people may have about African-American boys. I want to show how strong they are, how beautiful they are, how loved they are. And uh, I would be doing my own sons a disservice if, if I didn't create these characters and tell these stories where black boys and black girls are you know, the protagonists and, you know, strong protagonists, because we didn't have those books, you know, when I was growing up. So again, things have changed so much. And I, I just feel very blessed to be a part of this movement. All
0: right. And in case you're just tuning in this morning, you're listening to our annual recommended summer reading list show. On the phone with me now is award-winning Arthur Derek Barnes. He's the author of the book that we selected in our picture book category queen of kindergarten for more information on the show you can like and follow us and share at sunday morning magazine with rodney lear on facebook instagram and twitter at rodney lear on air now so let me ask you this now i am every good thing is so positive it was one of the books that we featured uh selected last year but it's so self-affirming when you wrote it all humbleness aside did you know you created something special there
1: yeah you know Every time I sit down to write, that's always the goal. You know, I am am very serious about my body of work. I I think that every artist should be that way. No matter if you macrame or if you dance or you make Mm -hmm. music, I think that our job, especially during the past two and a half years, is to uplift people's spirits, make sure that they see the world a lot better than what they might see in front of them, be able to view human beings that they may not come across in a more humanistic way. And and I, I feel like we had an obligation. I'm I'm very conscious about my body work. I know that I may not be here forever, but I sit down and think about creating something that will outlive me and will prayerfully and hopefully be here long after I'm gone. So, you know, the inspiration for that book I, I saw a uh an ad from the clothing company, H and M, I think it's like, like two thousand and eighteen. They had a, a ad with a little beautiful black boy with a green hoodie on, the red, the coolest monkey in the jungle. And mm-hmm. I just thought, again, I try to shatter those stereotypes. Mm-hmm. And I've never re- referred to neither one of my sons as a monkey. Mm-hmm. And, and so I wrote a poem that kind of depicted every universal good thing that we can all think of. And I equated that to not only my sons but to every black boy you know, in America. That poem became the text for I'm Every Good Thing.
0: Now, you've won a number of awards, Derek. Um, the Newberry, the King Award, the Kirkus Award. Now, does that come with a lot of pressure for the next project, or does that just serve as inspiration for the next project? How do you view that as an author, as an artist going into the project?
1: Well, I'm a extremely, you know, competitive person. I have, <laughs> <laughs> I have the mentality of you know, an athlete, you know, and I, I think about, you know, every time I win something, that means that the next project has to be just as good as that last project. Mm-hmm. So it it is pressure, but I don't I don't succumb to the pressure. You know what I mean? I I just kinda rise to it. I owe for the ancestors that came before me that have paved the way for uh, black authors. I owe for every single black child in this country that deserves to see a positive Uh, image of themselves, so that just kind of motivates me to, you know, tell a different story or tell a new story or or tell those stories that haven't been told. I kind of rise to the occasion, and I want more. I want more awards, not for a self-grandizing thing, but Mm -hmm. I know that when I create something and it wins an award, that means that it's going to be exposed to more people, and, you know, hopefully I've written something that changed people's lives or at the least changed the way they see themselves in the way they see themselves in the world.
0: All right. There you go. And in case you're just tuning in, we're speaking to award-winning author, best-selling author Derek Barnes. The title of the book is Queen of Kindergarten. For more information for all the books that we selected for our ninth Annual Recommended Summer Reading List show, you can head to our Facebook page, like, follow, and share there. Sunday Morning Magazine with Rodney Lear on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Rodney Lear on air. Now, the new book, which is the book that we're featuring, is The Queen of Kindergarten. It's the companion book to your bestseller, The King of Kindergarten. Tell us about the new book.
1: Well, uh, King, it came about because like every parent on the first day of school, we post on our social media, our kids in their first day of school outfits. I did that <laughs> for my son, Nnamdi. Uh He was going to was going to kindergarten. He's headed to the sixth grade this year. But um, I posted a poem about him going into the school, being the youngest member of the Mighty Barnes Brothers. And an editor at Penguin reached out to my agent and asked if I could write a book about a little black boy going to school for the first time. I was like, yeah, I've I done, done it four times now. So I can most definitely write that book. So mm-hmm. we, uh penned that book, illustrated by the amazing Vanessa Brantley Newton, Lover to Death, man, just, again, extremely talented illustrator. And the book did really well. Uh, it's my first New York Times bestseller. And when we went out on tour, I would always be approached by mothers that have daughters asking, so you have the king?" When are you going to write the queen? So uh, I based the book on my wife's personality. I kind of created a character kind of centered around her. I am very laid back. She is the exact opposite. She is the center of attention. And I said, if we had a little girl, she would probably be just like Tinker, man. Beautiful, very smart, inquisitive. The character in in the book, her name is MJ, MJ Malone. And she's going to kindergarten for the first time. And her mother wore a tiara on her first day of school. And so she put it on MJ's head and told her what a queen is. And and just like in King, it's not about ruling people, but it's about if you have some level of leadership Mm -hmm. that you are responsible for being kind and for bringing people together and for being helpful. So I I just try to hit all those positive attributes in this book. And the book is based on my youngest son, Nami, so don't tell him, but I I really... (laughs) I like I like the Queen of Kindergarten a little bit better than King of Kindergarten, but, uh, you oh, know, I, I'm, just, I, I'm just being biased, uh, I guess. All
0: right, all right. So it's good as we look forward to the upcoming school year. I would think this would be a great read for parents.
1: I'm trying to enjoy this summer as much as I can, and I know educators do not want to talk about going back to school you know, <laughs> in August. That's for sure. They try to, they try to enjoy <laughs> July, but I think it's a great uh, book, both of those books, really. But, you know, when I was doing my research on, you know, kindergarten books, there were a lot of books where the child was nervous uh, about going to school, which is, you know, very understandable. But I said, I want to create two books where if a kid is nervous about starting school for the first time, they see these two characters that are full of confidence, Mm -hmm. that come from very loving families, obviously similar to uh, a lot of the babies heading into school, And I I want them to, you know, feel empowered. that You are starting school for the first time with everybody in your classroom. So go in there and have fun. Go in there and meet your teacher. Make new friends. Be helpful. Be kind. This is our first time sending out a human being out into the world. And hopefully we are sending out people that are kind, that are very helpful, that are very understanding. The world needs more good people. This is my contribution and, you know, hoping that, you know, we can solidify that and just try to send more good people out into the world.
0: Man. All right. No doubt. Again, this morning, we're speaking to Arthur Derek Barnes. He's the author of the book Queen of Kindergarten. He's a multi-award winning New York Times bestselling author. We're happy to have him on the show. Now, I'm hearing a lot of buzz about your next project. As a matter of fact, it just showed up in the mail for me to review. So I'll be looking right. at that very soon. Victory Stand. Tell me about this new book.
1: Oh, man, I'm so excited for a multitude of reasons. This is my first graphic novel. Mm -hmm. Um, I I try to hit every single age group from early readers to young adult, and this is going to be a young adult book, so 13 to 17. Mm -hmm. And I had an opportunity to go down and sit at the feet of 1968 Olympic gold medalist once the fastest man on the planet, uh, Dr. Tommy Smith. And most people know him for being the brother in the 1968 Olympics. He and brother John Carlos standing on the victory stand and, and wearing black gloves and holding their fist up as the national anthem played. Mm-hmm. And it, it was just an honor. Uh, his wife, extremely kind. Uh, she made lunch for me twice when I went down there. And I just took notes, <laughs> and I, it, it was, I felt like I was talking to my father or talking to my grandfather mm. and just took a bunch of notes, and uh, we came up with something beautiful, man. I, I hope the world feels it, and uh, especially during this era right now when you have the likes of you know Colin Kaepernick uh, and LeBron James, just black athletes who are fighting and using their platforms to fight against injustice. And you know Tommy Smith was actually the first, one of the first prominent figures, you know, during that era, during the '60s. And um, I'm feeling real good about this book, man. Feeling extremely good, man. It comes out September 27th, and uh, I feel like we got another winner.
0: All right, there you go. No doubt, no doubt. I can't wait to read it. So it's on my desk. I'm ready to get to it. All right. All right. Now. Let me ask you this, Derek. Now, you're the father of four boys. You talked about that. Now, what's the secret to getting young boys to, to read books? Is there a secret? I have two of them. I have a lot of work to do to get them into books. I started early, yeah. but what's the secret? I think, you know,
1: I, I try to tell parents all the time that you don't have to create avid readers. You know, every child, just like every adult, is not going to enjoy curling up with, a good book, you know, especially during this day and age, we have so many things competing with the uh, joy of reading. Obviously they have their phones their computers, <laughs> you know, so there's so many things to uh, challenge that. But I think what's most important is to create a functional reader, meaning they're going to have, you know, no matter what careers they go into, they're going to they're gonna have to read. They're going to have to read something. So I think the earlier you start them and, really make them sit down to read to be honest Mm -hmm. with you over the summer like 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 right now my youngest son is uh is 11. i mean he can't touch his phone he just got a phone actually on his 11th birthday he can't touch a video game he can't touch anything until he reads for 30 minutes and then he has to come to me and we have a discussion about it so i think there's nothing wrong with making sure that you mandate a good 30 minutes but You know, most importantly, get books that they want. They don't have to be classic novels. They could be graphic novels. They could be comic books. They can be books of poetry. Figure out what interests your child the most. Get those books. And just as long as they're reading and they can have a great conversation afterwards about the book, I always say two chapters or read for 30 minutes every day. And there's ultimatums there. Don't touch that phone. Don't touch that video game <laughs> controller until you give me 30 minutes, you know. And I, I think the earlier the better. You know, I, I always started my sons off like seven or eight. Uh, I had one child that they really loved to read, so I, I didn't have to give them an ultimatum. I don't think there's anything wrong with that, but don't expect them just to just to be book lovers. I, I, I don't think there's anything wrong with them not enjoying to read. Some kids are just, you know, kinesthetic learners. They want to be moving. Mm-hmm. They want to be out. They want to be active. But give them the books that they want. Give them those ultimatums. You know, you see what you get. You know, boys are naturally more active and want to get outside and and do more active things. But my boys have to read before they do anything. All
0: right. There you go. That's
1: always been a rule in our house.
0: So um, speaking about the boys and family and things like that, as a writer, how difficult is it for you to find quiet time to focus on writing? Because you have a lot of writing to do and you have a big family.
1: It's so hard, man. It is so hard. I, I don't experience writers block. My whole thing is just finding time. I've ridden everywhere just to get away from the house. And we have a pretty <laughs> nice size house. I have my own office. I have sat in my car. I go to hotels. We have like three hotels close to our house. I've gone there. I've gotten rooms. I've I've sat in the lobby. And you just have to get the work done. I'm not a very organized person, but organization really helps. I type best at night, mm-hmm. but I have to get stuff done during the day, especially when you have deadlines. And you just have to be a little bit more organized with your time. When it's when it you know when it is family time, we sit down for dinner or uh, we having conversation. I kind of put everything else away, but you know for the most part, I have three deadlines right now. I'm actually at a hotel right now. Just is away from the family a little bit. I got to get this work done, man. I got to get this work done. Again, going back to legacy. I, that's the most important thing right now. I'm not going to always be hot. So I got to make sure I tell these stories that are extremely important. And my family is cooperative, too. You know, I'm, I'm not going to make them look bad like they keep me from working. They, they're they pretty cooperative, man. But I, I I just need peace and quiet. I got to get away sometimes. Hey, I get
0: it. it. I I have two boys, and so I get it. You have double that, so I get (laughs) it. I totally get it. And again, this morning, we're speaking to award-winning author Derek Barnes. Derek, we're running out of time this morning. Let me ask you this now. You said something. I remember um, interviewing Sharon Draper, and she talked about Mm -hmm. how she used to get away to the hotel and and write things like that. But are are there any contemporary writers that you enjoy um, reading? Oh, man. I love uh – I love Renee Watson. She's
1: probably my favorite mm-hmm. uh children's book author. Jason Reynolds, mm-hmm. awesome, awesome writer, awesome brother. Kwame Alexander, mm-hmm. um Jacqueline Woodson, obviously, uh Jerry uh Kraft. I yeah, think we've know, had my,
0: all of those books <laughs> all the on yeah. the on our recommended reading list over the last nine years. Yeah. So very yeah, man, all, all of them.
1: Awesome. Yeah. Awesome writers, good friends, man. Just yeah, yeah, awesome writers.
0: All right. Well, we're out of time this morning. If again, if our listeners would like to find out more about you, Derek, more about the book "Queen of Kindergarten," how can they find out more, and how can we find out more about that exciting new book that's coming out um, in September?
1: Yes, uh, you can just go to my website, DerekDBarnes.com. dot com. You can find me on Instagram. I'm probably more active on Instagram at author Derek D Barnes. Okay, and uh, you can get the books anywhere. I always. I always recommend you go to your your nearest independent woman-owned or black-owned bookstore, you know, to get the books. But, you know, otherwise you can go to, you know, the major uh, chains to get the books. But independent bookstores, baby, check them out if if you have any near you. All
0: right. Thanks so much, Derek. I know you got to get going. Thank you.
1: Thanks for having me, brother. I appreciate you supporting all my books, man.
0: Thank you so very much. We've been speaking to multi-award-winning author Derek Barnes. Again, it's our ninth annual Sunday Morning Magazine with Rodney Lear. Recommended summer reading list show. We have looked through hundreds of books and picked books that we believe are some of the best books for children in three categories. Picture books, middle school reads, and young adult novels. Other books we selected in our picture book category is Girl Dad by Sean Williams. Eyes That Speak to the Stars by Joanna Ho. We'll speak to Joanna coming up later in the show. She has a new book, and she actually has two books that made our recommended summer reading list this year. We'll talk about her young adult novel coming up later in the show. Also making our list in our picture book category is When I'm With You by Pat Zedlow Miller. For a complete list of all the books that we selected this year for our annual Sunday Morning Magazine with Rodney Lear, recommended summer reading list all you have to do is go to our facebook page sunday morning magazine with rodney lear like follow and share there. instagram and twitter at rodney lear on air you can also find our recommended summer reading list from the past eight years peloton let's go this holiday with the right music and the right motivation from world-class instructors
1: we're gonna pick it up a notch it's the holiday season
0: you might just surprise yourself with what you're capable of